The scriptures tell us that he was clothed in camel's hair, wore a leather belt around his waist, and ate locusts and wild honey. What a sight he must have been to behold. In Franco Zaffarelli's film, Jesus of Nazareth, John the Baptist was depicted as almost mad or insane. Nevertheless, on the second Sunday of Advent, the church gives us the figure of John the Baptist to help us prepare for the coming of the Lord. The Baptist, according to St. Matthew, was a preacher. His preaching, we are told further, centered on repentance and reform. Just as today's media generate their own perceptions, so also do the scriptures. Matthew's portrait of John is not that of a man who has lost his mind. Rather like the one whose coming he foretells, the Baptist was a sign of contradiction. Last week, the scriptures called our attention to watchfulness and vigilance. A watchfulness and vigilance for what, though? The watchfulness and vigilance of early Advent is directed to conversion and change of heart. We are called to get ready and be prepared to shed the old self and become renewed in Christ. Now John the Baptist's mission was to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight his paths. More than his strange dress habits and his peculiar dietary routine, John's message was disturbing and disquieting. As he baptized in the Jordan River, John criticized the Pharisees and Sadducees and referred to them as a brood of vipers. He called into question the intention and inner motivation of these two groups. John even went so far as to challenge the Pharisees and Sadducees to give some evidence that they mean to reform. We don't take kindly to strangers calling our motivations into questions and we are offended when they demand proof for the way that we really think and feel. But John is not a stranger. He is that familiar figure deliberately placed on our paths by the church every Advent to see to it that we meet Christ on the path of conversion and reconciliation. Christ, according to St. Paul, is the reconciler of all things to himself and our paths and his converge in the sacrament of penance. Just as John questioned the intention and motivation of the Pharisees and Sadducees, we also are urged to submit ourselves to a similar humbling exercise by examining our own conscience. The church has always held the practice of examining our conscience to be of immense help in the spiritual life of her members and the regular use of it is a first line of defense against lukewarmness and the tendency to complacency. Just as John afflicted the comfortable, we must not shrink from the responsibility to afflict a little bit of discomfort on our own consciences. As the late John Paul II strongly urged us in his apostolic letter, Reconciliation and Penance, we need to admit that not only does sin exist, but also that each one of us has sinned. We need to admit that sin has introduced a division into our consciences, separating us from God and from one another. And so during Advent, 
we are called upon to sincerely examine our consciences, specifically in the light of that interior moral law written into our hearts, together with the gospel truths of our Catholic faith. And Advent, like Lent, is a fitting time to engage in the personal work of examining our consciences. When we do this completely and honestly, before going to confession, we are more likely to know and feel the pardon and peace which Christ wants to give us. And having received this gift of reconciliation, the odd contrast of today's first reading, the wolf and the lamb, the calf and the lion, the cow and the bear, won't seem so odd anymore. Those unlikely pairings suggest what is possible when Christ's reconciling love overcomes the enmity and estrangement we have caused by our sins. This is not a pipe dream, but a reality in Christ's kingdom. John the Baptist readies us for this prospect. He gets us ready in the command he makes to each of us now to examine our consciences and prepare the way of the Lord. <laughs>